Hello and welcome to the Knowledge at HEC Hard News podcast. I'm Daniel Brown, Chief News Editor at HEC Paris. Today, what economic realities will the new German government face in the light of last month's federal election? We turn to HEC Professor Armin Steinbach, who has just left his senior government post in Germany to join our law department. It's been called a German election that closely resembles a high-stakes poker game. Totally unpredictable and wholly up in the air. Quite contrary With just to days until national elections, parties are presenting competing solutions. I will do everything for this country to be able to build 400,000 apartments every year. 100,000 of them funded. After a record 16 years of steady leadership, Germany is entering a new era. Some of the news reactions to the September 26 elections in Germany. Few academics are better placed than Armin Steinbach to analyze the uncertain results of that vote. Before arriving at this business school, Armin spent over a decade as a government official and advisor in both the ministries of finance and of economic affairs. He's been carefully following this national election, which marks the end of the Angela Merkel era as chancellor. I first asked the professor-in-law just how divisive were the debates over Germany's economy during the months of electioneering. There have been a number of very controversial issues coming up uh, during the election campaign. Traditionally, taxation. Uh, taxation policy is, is something very controversial because it allows the political parties to distinguish themselves from the other specter of the political landscape. So there you had on the one side the Social Democrats and the Greens who, in view of uh, inequality in society, in view of the burden sharing during COVID-19, uh, pushed for a tax increase, especially for the uh, higher income groups and through a higher tax rate on the income uh, tax and the introduction of a of a wealth tax, which has been a decade long, a controversial issue in Germany, never being implemented, but always requested from the left. So this is on the left side of the spectrum, what has been asked for on taxation. And then on the other side, you obviously have the Christian Democrat side and the liberals who are rather pushing for a tax reduction across income groups and reduction in bureaucracy. So this has been one major line of deviation. Another increasingly important issue, which at first sight doesn't look really economic, is climate policies. Um, and it has major economic repercussions these days. And the Green Party is obviously the player who put that on the agenda with a very ambitious plan to expand uh, renewable energy, to move out of uh, fossil energy, to um, also come up with some prohibitions and bans of certain technologies su such as the combustion engine or an early phase out from coal. You must know that next year Germany already uh, phases out in nuclear energy and then in 2038 from coal energy and the Greens even want to accelerate that and Social Democrats and the other parties are a bit more reluctant although climate ranks very high on, on all uh, political programs. And then as a third and last very controversial issue, I have identified the issue of public investment, which is an issue in the sense that there is agreement there has been too little investment in infrastructure in railways, in streets, in, in kindergartens, in school. And the infrastructure, the quality of the infrastructure is suffering. 
So what to do about it? And the one side of the political spectrum asked for a change of the so-called German debt break. We have uh, in our constitution a debt break uh, which requires the budget to be structurally balanced. And this has been perceived by many people as um, overly restraining public expenditure, especially in a macroeconomic environment that would allow for more for more debt. But this is very controversial because liberals and Christian Democrats are very much fond of this debt break because it is a symbol for them, a political um, identification um, and uh, illustrates their strive for fiscal solidity. Yes, I, I believe it's uh, Schuldenbremse in uh, German. It's become a catchword in political circles. It has been a catchword in political circles and it has major repercussion for Europe as well because Germany obviously um, this notion of Schuldenbremse, which was introduced in 2009, just after the financial crisis, has served as a model for Europe. Climate change has played a bigger role in Germany's election than it might have done in other years or in other developed countries. That, in part, is because of the huge destruction caused by flooding a couple of months ago. Germany's reputation as an economic powerhouse could be at stake if a new government fails to put technological and climate progress ahead of budget deficit concerns. The country generates around a quarter of the EU's GDP, so both its neighbours and investors will closely watch Sunday's election outcome. I'm in Steinbach, so those are the platforms that uh, were put forward and debated heatedly often. What about in terms of the impact that it had on the voting itself compared to, to other issues like foreign policy, for example? It's early days, but uh, we see, for example, a historic loss uh, by the CDU and a, a slight victory by the party uh, run by Olaf Scholz, uh, the SPD. These economic realities that were debated, how much did they weigh in the vote? I'm sure that they weighed quite significantly. Clearly, you had other issues as well at the forefront, the whole pandemic crisis and the policies, how to go about vaccination, etc., uh, has been looming very prominently for all political parties. But there has been le very little dissent on how to move forward on that front. The differences in the economic policies and the climate policies and the taxation and investment has been important during that election campaign. By contrast, foreign policy and European Union have, have played a very minor role. It is traditionally the case in elections that um, foreign affairs is not a topic that can uh, create a lot of emotions among the constituency, even though it's an extremely important issue how Germany posi positions itself uh, both in the uh, global world and in the European Union. But unfortunately, this has not been a prominent topic. There should be uh, a degree of power sharing and uh, probably leading to this new centrist coalition. We don't know when exactly. What economic policies are likely to play in the negotiations that the principal players, uh, we mentioned Olaf Scholz, but there's also Armin Laschet and Annalena Baerbock and others, how much will they weigh on these negotiations? Well, for the Social Democrats and Olaf Scholz, it will be clearly social policy issues um, that are most important. For example, the increase of the minimum wage or a reform of the social security system or the investment uh, issue for, uh, for public infrastructure, these are um, naturally uh, social policy issues. Whereas the Green Party, 
obviously they announced that a new government must do everything differently than the former government and therefore um, they will put the climate issues um, on top with uh, renewable energies um, with the phase out of the coal energy as, as major issue and last but not least the liberals which have very similar agenda with uh, Christian Democrats um, will uh, fight for tax reductions or at least to make sure that there will no be, uh, not be tax increases and they will be the ones who want to be the savior of the debt break and um, the savior of fiscal solidity and to reduce the burden for, for companies. So this is the tension that has to be resolved during the conversations. But this is an election that marks the end of an era. After 16 years at the helm, German Chancellor Angela Merkel is set to retire, leaving behind a legacy that may be hard to emulate. Her plans, however, will have to wait. For this is an election that has thrown up results that could keep her in the chair till the end of the year. Under her tenure, unemployment has fallen and the economy has grown 34%, the highest among EU countries. But she's also been criticized for not providing the vision to ensure the success continues. Experts point to growing social disparities, dependence on exports to China and above all a lack of investments in digitization, emerging technologies and renewable energy. How easy, I mean, Steinbach, uh, will it be to pick up uh, on the legacy of uh, Angela Merkel, who uh, has been uh, dominating the political scene for 16 years? At first sight, she leaves a quite decent legacy. If you if you look at the growth figures comparing to the early 2000s, if you compare unemployment rates, if you compare the fiscal stance, all this has developed in the right direction. However, you can question if that was due to um, her policy or if it's not been if it has not been reached by the former government who had uh, reformed the the labor market. What is positive about the legacy is that we maneuvered quite well through the crisis, the financial crisis, the sovereign debt crisis, the pandemic crisis. There was always a very assertive um, approach to uh, the fiscal response to this crisis and to um, uh, ensure social cohesion throughout this crisis. I think that um, she and um, the parties involved have managed this quite well. On the other hand, where our clear shortcomings is uh, first the climate issue and then the digitization issues. On both sides, I think the policies have not been so successful. If you look at the digitization of the, of the public administration, of the education system, of internet connectivity, it's each time embarrassing if uh, rankings are published in which Germany ranks uh, one of the lowest positions. Only Albania was behind Germany. And um, this is something that has not been addressed properly, and I think there a major change need to be need to be crafted. A knowledge at HEC podcast. Despite its probably being a new centrist coalition, uh, it's not going to be the same old, same old, uh, I don't think. What, what do you hope will be the priorities of uh, a new coalition, economically speaking? One aspect that has been uh, under-reflected in the election campaign is the uh, reform of the pension system. Germany is facing huge demographic problems. The working force uh, is shrinking and um, retired persons are uh, more and more. And um, uh, so there are three ways to, to go about. Either you increase the retirement age, obviously politically very sensitive, 
or you stabilize the uh, amount of um, retirement that you um, receive um, as pension. Or there's the third option that Angela Merkel explored, and that is uh, opening up towards a, a greater young migration, which uh, was attempted uh, to also offset uh, this aging population. Absolutely. That is that is the, the third approach and actually pushed forward also by the Liberal Party and by the Green Party, who are uh, more open uh, to immigration. But um, I think you are aware of the political landscape in Germany. We have... Uh, uh, another party, the AFD, who is op opposing any kind of m migration and the CDU, the Christian Democrats, have somehow picked up this position as well. So it's very controversial, but you are right. I mean, without um, immigration, Germany will not solve the demographic uh, problem. 16 years of leadership by Angela Merkel has been stable and enduringly popular, but the direction of this country has been defined by her individual decisions rather than any coherent political philosophy. The new Chancellor will have to come up with their own vision of Germany's place in the world. I mean, Steinbacher, you have been bridging academia with your professional life as a public servant. How much will you be continuing to nourish and contribute to the debates back in Germany? Well, it's obviously part of my past and I have been doing this job for many years and it's been very rewarding to, to serve the, the common good and the public good. And uh, clearly I will not be entirely disconnected. Um, I've been serving in the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Economic Affairs and, and the German Parliament and I've, uh, I got to know uh, uh, very, very good colleagues with whom I will stay in touch, including politicians and um, I will try from uh, even uh, remote, um, from Paris, from HEC, to contribute to the ongoing uh, policy discussion um, uh, where advice is needed. I will be, uh, I will be happy to provide it, and um, I'm certainly following uh, closely the the events. One part of me will always be in policy making, so um, I'm looking forward to to contribute to my former profession. Thank you very much, Armin Steinbach, and welcome to HEC Paris. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And Armin Steinbach has been true to his word. Shortly after our September 30 exchange, he contributed an op-ed on the king-making role the Green Party and the Liberals could play in the battle for a new coalition in Berlin. Well, that rounds up our HEC look at a current affairs issue. Tune in again in a fortnight when we'll discuss more news with top academics from the campus. Oh, and just a reminder that there are plenty more Knowledge at HEC podcasts on our Audio Means page, available on all the major platforms. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Till next time, goodbye. <laughs>